I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. I'm thankful for Trey uh, trusting me and, give, and asking me to do this uh, as he's away for the week uh, to give him a, a little, short little break. He loves you and, and, and I, I know I speak for a lot of you in this room, but I'm thankful for Trey and Ashley and how they lead and pour into us and sacrifice for us and give us everything they have. I know you know this, but those two are really passionate about Jesus and they're really passionate about you. And uh, I'm thankful for that. And um, you know, I, I'm a testimony. I'm here standing in front of you simply because like five, six years ago, Trey decided to be obedient and listen to the Lord and preach a series called Recalculating. And God used that series to break my heart to then cause Morgan and I to then call on Trey and Ashley to realize that God was calling us to ministry. Uh, and so here we are, right? And so I'm thankful for that, for that guy and his willingness to be obedient and serve in that. If I don't know you, you don't know me, my name's Matt, uh, and I serve full-time as your campus minister at the BCM on campus. Uh, my wife and I are there every day, and so if you ever need something during the day, during the week, come see us. We'll help you as best we can. We love you, we pray for you, we're here for you. On Sundays and Wednesdays, I get the opportunity of being a church member here and serving on our life support team, as we call it, and a deacon and all those fun things. And so uh, really grateful for this place and, and this church and just the opportunity to be here with you tonight. So we're going to be in Ezekiel in the Old Testament, the book of Ezekiel in chapter 37. So if you want to be finding your way there, uh, we'll find this. I've been walking through Ezekiel uh, in my personal quiet time over the last, I don't know, month or so. Um, and so what I'm just... Speaking to you tonight is just something God's spoken to me into my life and walked me through a few weeks ago. And it was about actually the time that Trey asked me if I was available tonight to come and preach was about the time that I was reading this passage. And uh, God used this to really show me some things. And so if that's okay, I'm just going to give you that. Like I'm just going to give you what God and I discussed in my quiet time a couple days uh, over Ezekiel 37. And I think it's where the Lord has for us tonight. Um, just some really cool thoughts here that he's doing um, with his servant, Ezekiel, who's a prophet. And um, tonight, I, I didn't intend for this to work the way that it did, but with Halloween and all that kind of stuff. The title really is a question that God asked here, and it's, can these bones live? And I didn't really mean like for the whole bones thing in the Halloween season, but it just kind of worked out with the Lord, right? Because what's happening here is God has taken Ezekiel in a vision to what's called the Valley of Dry Bones, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute so you know what's going on. But I want us to ponder this question. Can these bones live? This is a question that God asked here to Ezekiel that I think he's also asking us. Can these bones live? And it's not like God's questioning us or like he's questioning his own knowledge or abilities or anything like that. I think we're going to see what this question is really entailing. So let's read in Ezekiel 37. We're going to read the first 14 verses together here, and then we'll dive in and and pick this apart. So verse one says, the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by his spirit and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. So there's some key things going on here that you need to know. This is a vision that Ezekiel is having. He has not been physically lifted and carried by God and dropped in a valley full of bones. Okay, he's, this is a vision. It's a dream he's having with God that God has brought him out. And in the day, there was these valleys in the areas where after wars and battlefields, they would just throw dead bodies in, right? So the valley of bones is a real thing, but he's not actually physically there. Are you with me? Okay, and so there would have been a valley of just bones in real life. But in a vision, God has taken Ezekiel there. Verse two, he led me all around them. 
There were a great many of them on the surface of the valley, and they were very dry. Then he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? I replied, Lord God, only you know. He said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you and make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. While I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. As I looked, tendons appeared on them. Flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy, <clears throat> excuse me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to it, this is what the Lord God says, breathe, come out from the four winds and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. The breath entered them and they came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Look how they say, our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says. I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them, my people, and lead you into the land of Israel. You will know that I'm the Lord, my people, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. This is the declaration of the Lord. Aren't you glad the Lord just declares things every once in a while? Like, I love this conversation that God and Ezekiel are having, that God just wanted to make it known, hey man, I will do this. I love that, right? So the first thing I want us to talk about are the dry bones, right? We see this here. He took him to the valley of dry bones in this vision. And it says that they were very dry, meaning these bones were old. There was nothing left in them. Just a pile of bones, dry, of no use. They were disgraced. Nobody wanted them. Nobody wanted anything to do with them. Nobody thought they were even important at this point. Just bones in a valley, man, just sitting there wasting. And God looks at Ezekiel, right, and he says, Son of man, can these bones live? What an interesting question from God here, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I have weird dreams, okay? And sometimes I would like wake up from the dream and I'm like, huh? Right? Anybody with me? You ever relate to that? Like you just have that dream and you wake up and you're like, did I just dream that? Am I awake? Where am I? Okay, I'm, okay this is my bed. This looks familiar. All right, do the pinch thing, right? Anybody else do that? Every once in a while, just pinch yourself and make sure, right? That would have been me in this moment. No doubt. Like, what are we doing? Like, if God says, hey, can these bones live? I'm going to say, huh? What? what are we doing, God? Right? But what does Ezekiel say? I love this from Ezekiel, man. What a challenge. He says, Lord God, only you know. That's a much better answer and actually a really true answer. Right? And, and that makes sense. If you think about it, he's having this vision. There's bones all around. And God says, hey, can these bones live? And he's like, well, God, I think you had the answer to that question. <laughs> right? I love just the realness here from Ezekiel in this moment. And then God says in verse four, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, 
Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. Do you understand? God is saying these dry bones that nobody wants, that are totally disgraced, that are unused, that are fully dead, I'm going to put life in them. I want to put life in them. I will put life in them. Do you understand? He's the giver of all life. There is no life outside of God. We can chase things on this world and we can think things in this world give us life, but it doesn't. It will leave us empty every single time, right? There's a reason why I share with you a brief part of my journey about Trey preaching through a series called Recalculating in Acts about how God used that to call me into ministry because I was chasing my dreams Right At the time when I was sitting in these chairs, we had just moved back. I was working in the athletic department at UNA, and I was going to become a college athletic director. That was my dream. That was my goal at the time. That's what I was working towards and dedicating every fiber of my being to be. And it was unfulfilling every single day. Every single day. I was walking in and out of the office, miserable on the inside, covering it up well. Trying to, maybe I thought I did, I probably wasn't. Some of you know a guy by the name of Kyle Conkle, he could read me like a book. We work together, right? Because these things of this world, I'm not saying they're bad, please don't hear me of that. If God's calling you to be a nurse or a teacher or an athletic director or truck driver, I don't care. If you know God's calling you that, he's got a purpose in that, so just do that and do it well. But for me, he was calling me out. I, I was walking through this life. Yeah, I knew Christ, but I was walking through lifeless. I was a, just a sack of dry bones with some skin, right? So when I read this, that's what I'm hearing, right? And I, I want us to realize, too, there are no bones too dry for God to speak life into. No bones too dry. So when God says, can these bones live? The obvious answer is Yes. But we can't always speak that. We're like Ezekiel when we're like, uh, only you know God, right? Like, God, you've got the answer to this. So there's a couple of things I want us to see here when we're talking about these dry bones is one, sometimes there's the dryness of our lostness, right? For some of us, we've never stepped into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And all God is saying to you is, I want to put my life inside of you. I want to take your bones. I want to take your death. I want to take your injuries. I want to take what the world says is no good, and I want to put my life into it and make it good. Not for you, but for his glory. He wants to breathe that life into you. Some of you are wrestling with that. Some of you think you're too far gone. You're too unworthy. You're too dirty. There's nothing that God can do to change your life because it's just too late. I'm here to tell you it's not too late. You may feel like the dry bones. You may read this story and go, I don't relate to Ezekiel. I relate to that pile of bones. I'm here to tell you the good news that Jesus died for you and he wants to give your life. He's just asking for you to surrender. Stop fighting. To just give it up. To say, yes, Lord, I know I've sinned. I know I've I've messed up, but I know that Jesus is God and I know he's died for me and I'm willing to believe in that and confess that and step into it and live every day of my life in full pursuit of Jesus Christ. Understanding that he is the giver of life. Just like he says here in chapter 37, this is what the Lord God says to these bones. Hear the word. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. Just like he says later in verse 11, these bones, when he talks about now that he's resurrected them, right? Our bones are dried up. Our hope is perished. That's what they're saying. That might be you tonight. You're saying, I don't have any hope. 
It's gone. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says. Listen to what God says to you. If that's you, listen to this. I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them, my people, and lead you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am the Lord, my people, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will do it. Will you let him tonight? But I think the second thing is, is for some of us as believers, we, we look at this and we also go, you know what? I think I relate to the bones too. Sometimes we have a dry season in our walk. Sometimes we get to that place where we go, if that was the voice of the Lord, I got no clue. And we get there in a variety of ways. Sometimes that's life. Sometimes it's spiritual warfare. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's the testing of our faith. And we get to places where we're really dry, where it feels really desolate, where we feel like we're forgotten about where we feel like we don't matter, where we feel like we've screwed it up too much. Man, I'm not even a good Christian because I don't even read my Bible. And I think we get to the place where we feel like we're the bunch of dry bones. But listen to this. I want us to look at this. Look at the faith of Ezekiel. He said to me, prophesy. He asked him a question. God, only you know. He's confessing, God, I don't know, you know. And then when God says prophesy, he prophesies. You think Ezekiel knows what's really going on in this moment? He's having a vision. He's in some bones. God's talking to him. We get to that place where we're confused, where we feel like we've gone too far, where we're depressed. But I'm here to remind you that all sin has been forgiven and all sin is forgiven. I'm here to remind you that that pain that you're feeling, there's an ultimate healer who says, let me heal it. Let me put a scar there knowing that the scar speaks to the healer. God wants to breathe life into you just like he wants to breathe life into the lost people. And he is breathing life. The problem is, is we're letting the circumstances of life, that valley of dry bones, speak to us. And we've allowed Satan to isolate us and tell us this is where we belong and this is who we are. And our God is saying, no, I've put my breath in you. I don't know who this is for tonight, but this was for me a few weeks ago when I read it, that God was encouraging me. No matter how hard the spiritual warfare is, no matter how loud Satan is in your head, I'm better and I've done it. And if you're in the valley of dry bones tonight and you can't say, I don't relate with Ezekiel, I'm here to remind you that God is right there sitting with you saying, I want to breathe my life into you. I know it's dark. I know it's hard. I know you feel alone. I hear your questions. But just let me live in you. Can these bones live? I think some of you guys asking that question. Can these bones live? And all he's wanting you to say is to learn from Ezekiel here. God, only you know, so I'm just going to listen. A lot of times when we get in that dark, dry, isolated place, it's because we're not listening to the voice of our true shepherd. We're listening to the voice of the enemy, the voice of ourself, the voice of everyone around us. And God's just saying, can these bones live? 
goes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Has God ever lied before? So when God says, I will do it, he will do it. So if you need to step into a relationship with Christ, he will do it. If you need to lay something down tonight, that heavy burden you're carrying, he says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You need to confess that sin because that sin is drying you out from the inside out. Then let it go. Listen, we cannot give up. We cannot give up. We've got to see, understand too, right, in this life, right, that we're walking around in a valley of dry bones. And we're going to talk about this more in a little bit. But we can't give up. It would have been very easy in this moment, right, for God to look at Ezekiel and say, hey, man, can these bones live? And he'd be like, they're pretty dry, God. I don't know about this one. You're pretty good and all, but these bones are dead. Right? It would have been very easy for Ezekiel to do that. When I read this, that's kind of what I was convicted of that I've walked around this life and there's some people in this life that I've given up on. There's some people that I'm like, oh, well, those bones are too dry. <laughs> Good luck. But then I think we also get to a place where there's things in our life that we give up on. And those are the things that are weighing you down. That God's not saying, don't give up on it. I want to breathe life into it. I want to breathe life into that. I want to breathe life into you, into that. Right? Some of you have been through dark moments, heavy moments, and you've come out on the other side, and you look back and you see how God spoke life into that. If you have a salvation story, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you've got other moments, too, where they were really hard, they were really dark, but suddenly God spoke, and you listened, and life was breathed. There's no bone too dry. There's no bone too dry, students. Not a one. These bones can live because he will do it, right? That's the first thing is dry bones. But the second thing I want us to see, and I want us to talk about this, is instant obedience. Did we catch that? God said, hey, Ezekiel, prophesy. And what does he tell us he did? Verse 7. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. What a great challenge from our brother Ezekiel. Man, I just prophesied as I had been told God said, do it, so I did it. I'm glad that Ezekiel not only obeyed, but God inspired us to hear and read and see, so I prophesied as I had been commanded. A lot of times we talk about, man, I want to be more bold in my faith. I wish I could be more bold, right? I wish I could share my faith better. I wish I could do more things for Christ. Do you know why we call boldness boldness? Because boldness really simply is just obedience, but we're so good at being disobedient, we see obedience as boldness. This is instant. It didn't tell us here that Ezekiel questioned it, that he thought about it for a second, that he pondered it, that he picked up a bone, right? I asked Morgan, I was sitting there, I was thinking about this Monday, and I texted her, I was like, hey, you know anybody that's got like some bones I could use for a sermon illustration? She's like, no, that's creepy, don't do that. Right? But this is why I wanted to use it, right? Because Ezekiel could have picked one of them up and been like, God, do you see this thing? But no, he says, oh, okay. Hey, Bones, this is what God says. His instant obedience. He just stepped right into it. He knew that the Lord wanted to use it. And understand, our obedience is the vessel that God uses to speak life into other people. 
Our vessel of obedience, or excuse me, our obedience is the vessel that God uses to show his majesty to the world around us. So when God tells us to do something, there's a reason. It's not just God seeing if we're gonna like, okay, cool, yeah, that sounds good, right? Because you're in college, right? I remember being in college. There's sometimes like you get hit with something, right? You get that text message like, hey, you wanna go to cookout? It's 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, why not? That's cool, right? Hey, you wanna go to the gym? I'm thinking about getting a workout. No, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> I'll do that. That assignment's due at 11.59, I got another hour, right? We just make decisions like that. Whatever we feel like, we're gonna do. But then God hits us with something and we're like, mm, I don't know, I gotta research that a little bit. I gotta ponder, on, I gotta pray about that one. What if Ezekiel had said that? Hey, hey, Ezekiel, prophesy these bones. And he went, okay, God, that sounds good, but let me pray about that for a second. No, he instantly obeyed. Listen, there's a reason why God tells us to do stuff. There's a reason why he's calling some of you into salvation is because he desires your soul and he's passionately pursuing you to use you for the glory of God, to make you a disciple who makes disciples. For some of you, there's a reason why he's telling you to share your faith with that classmate, with that teammate, with that coworker. For some of you, you're like me and you're wrestling with a great call on your life or a sacrificial call in your life. There's a reason why God is doing that in your life. And I'm just here to tell you the best thing you can do is take that step of obedience, whatever that step is. Some of you know God has been telling you, he's been whispering in your ear for days upon days, will you please just open your Bible? There's a reason why. Right? In this moment here, the reason, right, God wanted to show the power of his resurrection to teach us that he's all about bringing dead bones to life. Amen? So there's a reason. And listen, as he was commanded, I love this. This, isn't, this is Ezekiel saying too, I didn't just dream this up and been like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to a bunch of bones because that would be weird. Right? No, he was commanded. He was told this is what you need to do, Ezekiel. Listen, our God is still speaking. He's still commanding. He's still leading. The Holy Spirit is still going before us. A lot of times we think that the things that God is telling us to are gonna be so hard and so difficult, and they may be. They may stretch us out of our comfort zone, but the good news is, is the Holy Spirit is already there. The power of the Holy Spirit is waiting, but not only is it waiting, but the power of the Holy Spirit is inside of you and me. So God's not asking us to do something that he's not already done and he can't do. He just needs us to be the vessel of obedience. He's still working. And if he's still commanding, and we really love him, as John 13, 35 says, that this will all men know that you are my disciples if you keep his commands and love one another, right? This is not like a, man, God's told me to do this, so I gotta do it kind of thing, right? Like when we were growing up and mom or dad said, hey, you need to go clean your room. It's like, okay, Right? Or for me, it was always, we, I lived on like three and a half acres of land growing up. And so my chore was always to get the trash cans to the end of the driveway. But like our house was like on the back end of that three acres, right? So at like 12, like that's a long walk at 12 with the two trash cans behind you, right? So it was always a battle with me and my parents. So finally, dad was like, I am dad and you're gonna do this or you know what the punishment's gonna be. I'm like, go, right? Get these trash cans and just, boom. Drag them down, right? Kick what? Right? But then as we get older, right, we get into things that we love, right, that we might enjoy. And we get maybe a, a 
figure, a leader in us that might tell us to do things, and we're like, yeah, I'll do that, right? Because like, we get a job that we like. Anybody, you got a job that you love right now? Anybody? Yeah, right? You got a job that's, yeah, Rachel, that's not fair, right? You're your own boss, right? But some of us, right, we have a job that we love, and so when our boss says, hey, have you thought about this, or hey, why don't you try that? We're like, yeah, I'll do that. You know what I'm talking about? You ever been on like a team or amongst a group of people that you really loved and you cared for and things were working well and they were like, hey, let's do this. And you're like, yeah. This is that, that's the kind of obedience that Ezekiel has here that God's challenging us is that if we really love God and we really cherish what he's done for us, then when he says, hey, go and tell, we'll be like, okay, God, I'll do that. Just like I'm gonna go to cookout at 2.30 in the morning. I'll go do that. Sounds good. I'm in. Right? Not... Matt dragging the trash cans down the road, like, oh, good God, I hear you. But no, because of everything he's done for me, I'm just going to say, yes, Lord. Here I am. I hear you call. I'm available. And so when he says do it, we do it because we love him. Right? Not because it's a burden, but in its instant. We got to get out of this habit of questioning what God's telling us to do. Because questioning what God is telling us to do is allowing Satan to have more of a foothold. And if you think about that, if God has put someone on your heart and you're not being obedient in that, what are you opening the door to? Man, if God's never once in my life I ever regretted obeying the voice of God, not once. Was it hard? Sure. Was it challenging? Sure. Were there moments that didn't make sense like this? Like, I, I hope to find Ezekiel one day in heaven and be like, look, when God told you to speak to those bones, in the back of your mind, were you like, really? This is what we're doing here? Like, I, I kind of want to ask him that, right? But in those moments when we're obedient, man, God uses it in a mighty way. God spoke life into these bones. He brought resurrection into it. And so we've got to be obedient, right? There's no bones too dry. We must have instant obedience. And the last thing that I want us to see is that we got to speak life. You and I as believers, I'm talking to the believers in the room on this point right here. It is so vastly important that we are speaking life into people. All of you who grew up listening to Toby Mac, that tune's in the back of your head now, and you're welcome. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Spotify or Apple Music later, pull up Speak Life by Toby Mac, and I, you're welcome. You can thank me later. Right? But listen, Proverbs tells us the power of life and death are in the tongue, and those who love it will yield its fruit. Right? One of my buddies is a guy by the name of Sam Beard, and he's written a book called No Neutral Words. And he's talking about how, as believers, and especially, it's written to Christian leaders, and so especially as Christian leaders, like, there's no such thing as a neutral word that comes out of my mouth. Just because I have a microphone doesn't give me authority. Please know that. Just because Trey gets a microphone doesn't give him any authority. God is still the ultimate authority, but we are the deliverer of God's word. So there's no such thing as a neutral word that comes out of my mouth. But guess what? The lost people in your life that know you, the believers in your life that know you and know what you say you stand for, there's also no neutral words that come out of your mouth too. And every day, every moment, when we speak to people, we have the power of life and death in our tongue. That's serious. It's real. 
And I think what our world today needs more than anything is for the church to just speak life, to be like Ezekiel here and say, let me breathe into you and tell you about the life of God. Let me tell you about the power of God. Let me tell you what he wants to do to you, right? Because there's some bones rattling around us. There's some people that God is stirring around us that we need to speak that life into. It's not about us. It's not about what we do. But you know there's people in your life that God's used to spoke to you. Right? You with me? Now we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part. Do you, we get to be a part of the expansion of the kingdom of God. What an incredible joy. God doesn't need any of us. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. But all he wants is for us to come together and stop spewing lies, stop spewing gossip, stop spewing hateful speech, stop spewing all those things, and just speak a little life into the people around us. That's why I started tonight saying, hey, you encourage me. I want to speak life into you. I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you so that when you leave this place, you can go ready. You can go and say, hey, I'm going to go speak life into somebody because I know for some of you, as I've been talking tonight, God's put some people in your life, in your mind right now tonight that you know you either need to share the gospel with or you need to greatly encourage because you know they're in the valley of dry bones. And God has brought you to the valley of dry bones and put you in the seat of Ezekiel and he is saying, prophesy, prophesy, tell them, tell them what I do, tell them what I will do. Tell them what I've done for you. You and I can bring life to people. We can literally deliver it to them with the words coming out of our mouth. God has put his spirit in us, just like he says here at the end of, verse, at the end of these verses here, right? He's put his spirit in us, and now he's using us as his army. That's why it says here there's a vast army that's going to go together. Listen, you and I are the vast army. So let's go together and speak life to people. And let's add more people to the army. Let's take some people with us on the way to heaven. I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable. I know Satan has told you there's going to be arguments. I know Satan has told you you don't have the answers. I know Satan has told you that's the preacher's job. I know Satan has told you that they don't want to hear it. Because I hear those same things too. I have those same reservations too. Just because I get paid to be a minister don't mean it's any easier for me to share the gospel than you. But we all have the same call to speak this life in the people, to prophesy as we've been commanded. And so I don't want to look around at all the bones I'm seeing around me and go, ugh. I want to see those bones around me and say, can those bones live? Only God knows. So let me tell you about that God. Hey, this is Trey Mitchell, college and young adult pastor. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. It's our prayer that God uses these messages in a way that challenge and encourage you to live for his glory. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus as your savior, we would love to help you with making that decision. Just reach out to us through our webpage at underwoodbaptist.org. Be sure to check back in with us next week as we again encounter God through his word here at Life.